Hello and welcome back to For the Win. In today's episode, we're going to be going over NBA free agency and uh, NBA summer league. So sit back, relax, and get ready for another episode of For the Win. All right, now let's start with NBA free agency first. So uh, to start off our topic on NBA free agency, uh, I'm going to be going over the big signings so far in the offseason. So uh, first up, you obviously got Kyle Lowry to the Miami Heat. I think that this is a solid move. I think it's a good move for this year and maybe next year, but Kyle Lowry is like 35 already and he's getting paid like $30 million a year. Like the Miami heat better win this year or else they're kind of screwed long-term because they just signed him to the three year 90 mil contract. And then they signed Jimmy Butler to a four five year, $184 million contract, which means that Jimmy Butler's going to going to begin paid big time when he's like 36, he's going to be making 50 plus mil a year. So like, with your young players like Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo, you really got to hope that this pans out or else they're going to be kind of locked up on cap for uh, part of their prime, you know? Which leads me to a uh, little side note, but like, obviously the Boston Celtics haven't been doing much in this free agency and the whole reason is cap flexibility for next offseason because there's going to be big free agents next offseason, like including Bradley Beal, which is their main target. And, uh, you know, Beal, close friend of Tatum. I think there's a good chance that he ends up on the Celtics this season after. But it's all about that cap flexibility, you know? So, like, the Miami Heat doing that, you know, it's the Heat, so they'll weasel their way into something, something stupid, you know? Like the Heat typically do, but that's why cap flexibility is key. So, anyways, moving on from that real quick, that little side note. Uh, next big free agency uh, signing slash signing trade is uh, Lonzo Ball to the Bulls. He signed a four-year, $85 million contract. And I think they sent back like one or two f- second-round picks and a few players. Nothing big. I think they sent back Thomas Sadoransky and Garrett Temple. But like, I don't know. I think it's a good move because Lonzo's only 23, but it doesn't put them over the top. But it gives them good a good young core, and I think that's good to put next to Levine because if they didn't do that, who knows? Levine might have left, might have might leave in free agency next year if they didn't do that. And who knows, he might still leave, but at this point, I think it's a good option to sign Lonzo and just go for it. Even though, if, even though they're not going to win the finals, definitely. They might be like a five seed at best, maybe six seed. But in order to keep Levine, I think it's good. But yeah, so th- this leads me to my next signing I'm going to go over is uh, DeMar DeRozan signing trade also to the Chicago Bulls. I think he signed a three-year, $85 million contract, $90 million contract, somewhere in there. I think he's getting paid like $28 million a year, so it must be like 85 for three. But uh, yeah, DeMar DeRozan, he is a great player. Not a great player. He's a really good player still. And uh, he's a little bit on the older side. I think he's like 32. But DeMar, if people haven't noticed, over the last few years, he's been becoming a better ball handler and like distributor. Obviously, he still isn't the greatest three-point shooter, and he's not going to be playing the best defense ever, but he's still athletic. He's still like a slasher. He can hit that mid-range really good. He's king of mid-range. So, I don't know. It's another solid signing. I guess you don't have as good of players as the Heat do, like Bam, you know, uh, going forward. So, you don't really mind uh, tying yourself in with all that cap space. Or, I mean, lack of cap space from these signings, so... I guess good for them for going for it. Chicago hasn't been good for a while. 
ever since Jimmy left back in like 2017 ish, 2018. Uh, so we've waited them for going for it, but I still don't think it puts them over the top. You know, like they're going to score a lot of points, but they're not going to be that great on D. Uh, they got uh, Alex Crusoe also from the Lakers, I think for four years, $37 million. That's another solid signing uh, on defense. And uh, he'll be a good backup point guard for them. I don't really know what happens to Kobe White now. Like, I guess I would still rather have Kobe White over Caruso, personally. He, Kobe White's younger, and I think he has the potential to be a lot better player than Caruso. But I guess, like I said, just give it to them for going for it. Uh, moved on from the Bulls. Um, another really big signing was the Brooklyn Nets uh, re-signing Kevin Durant to a four-year max contract. Um I didn't really, that wasn't really on my mind. Kevin in free agency. I like didn't know they were going to try to resign him. I thought he's just going to go to free agency when like Kyrie and Harden go to free agency this next year, I think. But that's huge for them resigning him for that long of a deal. Like really good on them. Like KD is, might be the best player in basketball. I don't know. For me, it's between him and Giannis. Like after he could go back and forth after the NBA finals, I was convinced that Giannis is the best player, but after the Olympics, you know, KD really like elevated up to a different level. So I don't know. You can't go wrong with either of them. So that's a really underrated, really big signing. Uh, next big signing, John Collins resigns with the Atlanta Hawks for five years, $125 million. Uh, there's rumors for like the last year or two about John Collins um, leaving Atlanta because he wanted a lot of money and maybe he wasn't the best fit there. Like pers- he felt he wasn't the best fit, but that's a good, I mean, it's a lot of money, 25 mil a year, but John's call, John Collins is good. He can score like 20 a game. He can, he can rebound. He can play okay defense, solid defense. So that's a good re-signing. They just made the conference finals this last year. I don't think they're going to make it again. They're one of those teams I think overachieved this last year, like them and uh, them, the Knicks. Who else overachieved in the East? Um, I think Bucks are still going to be top of the top. Sixers, depending on the Simmons trade, they could still be the top. Nets, obviously, are going to be the top. Um, yeah, but I think Hawks and uh, Knicks definitely overperformed. They're going to take a little dip after this year. Um, yeah, solid resigning for them. Uh, Mike Conley signed a three-year, $72.5 million contract with the Jazz. Props to Conley for getting the bag, dude. Like... If I was the GM of the Jazz, I would be shooting for like, I don't know, 15 mil a year for Mike Conley. Like, yeah, he made an all-star game this last year, but he still wasn't that great, honest. Well, he was good, but he was an all-star level. Like, I would put him in that middle tier of point guards. Like, I don't think he's deserving of whatever that is. Uh, like, over maybe like 22 mil a year, I guess. 23, 24. That's a lot for like 33, 34 year old Mike Conley. Like, I don't know. I guess you got to keep your core together and try to win for Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, you know, try to keep the team together. But I would not want to pay that much to Mike Conley, honestly. Um, another big signing Steph Curry agrees to a four year, $215 million uh, contract extension with the Warriors. Another great signing. Honestly, I was worried that, well, not worried, but. If I was a Warriors fan, I would have been worried that Curry was going to leave next offseason, even though he's been a Warrior his whole life, you know. Uh, I think that after this last year, he was like near MVP level, you know, like he was like second or third in voting. And he did all he could do, and they still didn't make the playoffs, you know. 
So I was worried, like I would have been worried about him leaving, but I guess he's a warrior for life. You know, like there's not many players like him nowadays. So props to Steph for staying, uh, getting the bag. He's going to be making over 50 mil a year this year. I think he's going to be the highest paid player in the NBA, which is crazy to think about how much players are making now per year. Like I remember back maybe like 2016 in free agency, people are getting like, I don't know, a little bit over 30. Like that was like the max. And I was like, dang, people are making like $34 million a year. And now look at people are making 50 plus. And then the NBA is going to sign their new uh, TV deal in the next few years. And after that, who knows, dude, they might be making like 90 mil a year. It might be on the level of like uh Euro league soccer players, you know, like I think Messi had a, um, he had a contract from the last four years that I think he made, it was either 400 million or 600 million. I know that's a huge difference, but either way, that's a crap ton of money for four years of a contract, you know, like that's absolutely insane. So uh, yeah, Kirk in the bag, good move by the Warriors. Um, let's see, Spencer Dinwiddie to the Washington Wizards, three years, $62 million contract. Honestly, I am a big guy for Dinwiddie. I think Dinwiddie is underrated. I think this is a good signing by the Wizards, kind of recouping their losses from uh, Westbrook trade. I mean, Westbrook was good this last year, but you know they're not going to do any better than an eight or seven seed at best, you know. And it looks like they might lose Beal next offseason. So good for them for getting a solid player locked up for three years. Like he'll do good. He'll definitely put up like close to twenty points a game. You know, maybe above. But uh, another good signing, I like it. Here's one of the signings I absolutely hate. Uh, Andre Jumman agreed to a one-year vet min uh, minimum deal with the Sixers. I don't know why you would do this. Like, Drummond's one of the most overrated centers in the league. Like, everyone was clamoring for Drummond to join their team when he got bought out this last year. And uh, Jake knows his best of anyone because he was on the Cavs for like a year plus. Drummond is like a fake good player, like... Yeah, he puts up good stats, but he's not going to make your team any better. And you could see that with the Lakers, like AD was hurt, LeBron is hurt, and they still weren't playing Drummond that much, you know. Drummond's is dookie on defense, and he can get rebounds, he can score off of his like rebounds, but can't really do much else, you know. Like he can play okay defense. Uh that's kind of overrated in my book. And I don't know what the Sixers would do this. Like they got Embiid already. Why do you need Drummond behind Embiid? And maybe if Embiid gets tired, you could put Drummond in, but still, they can never play on the court at the same time. They hate each other. They absolutely hate each other. Like, it's a known beef between them. Drummond and Embiid hate each other. So, I don't know. There's this uh, little clip going around of uh, Drummond showing up to the Sixers practice facility, and Embiid is giving him a hug, and they're taking like a slow mo video of it. And you could just see the absolute disgust on uh, Embiid's face, like in his eyes. He's just like, why did we sign this dude? This guy's dookie. So uh, don't like that signing. He definitely could have gone to a different team and like started. I feel like, you know, like he could have gone to, let me think of a team that could use him. He could have gone to the Blazers because Nurkic is always hurt. He could have gone to um, the Knicks. I feel like he'd be a good Knicks type of player. Like the t- city might like him, you know. Uh, he could have gone to... I don't know, there's different places. You could have gone to OKC and just tore it up there. Like, lose every game, yeah, because you're on the Thunder, but put up good stats and get a better, bigger contract next season, you know? But, uh, yeah. Uh, next, free agent signing, uh, talking about the Knicks. 
Evan Fournier, former Celtic, signs a four-year contract with the Knicks for $78 million. I think it's a, a more so a three-year deal than a four-year deal, sounds like, because it's a, a team option for the fourth year, so they'll probably decline that. But I don't know. And Fournier's uh, like limited stint with the Celtics last season, yeah, he was good some games, but he just had bad luck. He had COVID. He was hurt. Uh he only played like 15 or 20 games for us. Then we played the Nets in the postseason and got destroyed because they were the Nets, you know? Gian was out and everyone's hurt, you know? Kim was horrible. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's a little bit too much money, but I understand the Knicks going for him. Like, they could easily trade him if they need to. And, uh, like, I don't know. Props to them for going for it. They had a lot of cap space, so why just leave it alone? Because you're probably not going to get any really big free agent because you're still the Knicks, you know? But, you know. It's okay. I give like a C plus signing. Uh, another Knicks signing that happened a few days ago. Kimball Walker signed with the Knicks for it was either a two year deal with a player option or a team option or a one year deal. But either way, he's getting paid eight million dollars a season. So honestly, pretty good deal for the Knicks. Like Kimba last last like last year on the Celtics definitely wasn't that great. Like he had his moments, but he was a liability on defense and. If he couldn't make a shot, he was basically just doing cardio out there. Like, he wasn't... I mean, he could play make a little bit. He could score a little bit. But he had some pretty bad shooting nights, and he's getting toasted on D. So, I don't know. I'm not upset that the Celtics let go of him. I mean, Kimba's a great guy. I hope he does good. Uh, but I think it's a good sign for the Knicks, because if Kimba could somehow magically get healthy again, maybe he'll score 20 points a game, you know, or 17 or 18. That'll be great for them for 18... Or 18... 8 mil a year. So uh, I give that like a B. I think that's a pretty good signing for the Knicks. Plus, he's from New York, like hometown kid. That could turn out like a really good signing for them. Probably, I like that signing a lot more than Fournier, honestly. Uh, but yeah, good, good signing. Knicks, I don't know. If Kimba gets healthy, they'll definitely be a better team. But if he doesn't, I feel like, I don't know. They, even if they are a better team, they're going to, I think they just got a little lucky last year sometimes. So I think they're going to fall in the standings. Plus, teams got better around them. Uh, next big signing. Uh, Rudy Gay agreed to a two-year, $12.1 million contract with the Jazz. I think that's a really solid, like, he could potentially start the four for them or uh, come off the bench. But he's a solid veteran. I think he's like 34, 35. But he could still score 12 to 15 points a game for you and play good D. So that's a good signing for the Jazz. Don't be surprised that the Jazz are top seed again. They they could very well come out of the West, even though they choke every year. I don't know. I think that just comes down to Gobert, how well he can play, you know? Uh, let's see, what else? Shea Gildress-Alexander agreed to a five-year, $172 million maximum contract with the Thunder. Uh, I think that Shea is a very good player, and he has the potential to be a multiple, multiple all-star. So... I think that's a good deal, the max. I don't know. It might be a little bit much for him at this point, but you don't want to lose him. So, plus, you're not really trying to win super like a ton right now. If you're the Thunder, you're, like, you're just trying to make it get more draft picks and stuff. So, I don't know. Yeah, this is, I, this is a solid signing for what you have to do. Like, you just kind of have to bite the bullet, you know, even if it's more money you have to want to, then you have to pay him. I give it like a B, you know, B minus. Uh, Another bad, bad uh, offseason by the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, Devontae Graham, Graham from the Charlotte Hornets got a four-year, $47 million contract with them. That alone, I mean, 
Devontae Graham's 5'11". He can't play defense. He can shoot good. He could score. I don't know how good of a playmaker he is. I guess he's okay. Uh, but he's just horrible on defense. Like That alone is an okay contract. I guess if you're getting like 18 points a game out of him, I guess it's okay. They'll get the job done. But the worst part is that they signed and traded for him. Tr- signed and traded for him. So basically, I think they gave up like a first round pick and maybe some cash and a player. I can't remember the rest of it, but the big thing was the first round pick. And the Pelicans really fumbled the bag this offseason. Like they should have just matched the offer that Lonzo got from the Bulls, brought back Lonzo for half a year or a year, see how good he could do with Zion and um, Ingram with more games under their belt. Zion hasn't played that much, you know, in his career so far in his two years. Uh, so to see how he does, and if he plays good, then you keep him. And if he isn't up to your standards, trade him because you could be the one getting picks and uh, like first round picks and better players. Like Garrett Temple, Thomas Sadoransky, and a second pick for Lonzo. Like I don't know. I mean, you got Lonzo in the AD trade, so like basically, if you 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 could take that AD trade and take Lonzo and put in Garrett Temple and Sadoransky in a second round pick, and that trade looks a lot worse now. Because AD immediately went to the Lakers and won a chip, you know. Like, granted, he was going to leave, but you could have done a better job, you know. Like, you could have got better players if you include that. So I think they should have kept Lonzo, honestly. That was a bad uh, move for them. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. Blake Griffin agreed to a one-year veteran minimum with the Nets. Great signing. I give that like a B plus, A minus. Uh, Blake only signed him for a few mil. Like, he, like... Clearly finessed the Pistons last few years, you know. He wasn't really hurt. Like, in the playoffs, Blake was putting up, like, points in the low teens, and he's playing the five for them. He can play make, and he can rebound. So, good signing by them, especially for the amount of money. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, four-year deal with the Kings for 55 mil. Uh, I love Rashawn Holmes. I think he's really underrated. He can, honestly, he's, like, He's just as good as Drummond is. Maybe a little bit worse, but he's pretty close for what he can do, you know? He can rebound, he can score, he can play D. You know, just what Drummond could do. Uh, you got a bigger contract than Drummond, but the Kings, like, they kind of need to pay their guys because they're not a free agent des- destination, you know? So if you got a good player, you got to keep them, you know? For the fans' sake and for your sales and stuff, you know? Uh, Dwight going back to the Lakers. Carmelo going to the Lakers. Uh, who else went to the Lakers? Um, Kendrick Nunn, uh, Malik Monk. Um, let's see who else went there. Uh, let me think. Um, those are the Wayne Ellington. Those are the main big pieces, you know. Um, you know, all those guys are ring chasing kind of. The Lakers aren't a super team, but you know, the thing with the Lakers, I've said it before, I think. Uh, I don't mind Melo and Dwight and all those older guys going to the team. But as soon as you've got guys like Kendrick Nunn and uh, Malik Monk ring chasing when they're 22, you know, that's the way, that's when it kind of rubs me the wrong way. Like it's kind of, I, I don't know. That's why I don't have respect for like the Lakers and the heat, you know, like, and the Nets a little bit, but not as much. Like it's only been going on recently with the Nets. They, like don't have they like don't really have homegrown talent as much you know like the lakers have none like not kendrick none no homegrown talent the heat have more this time around they got bam they got tyler hero uh but it's just frustrating when you got 
guys like Kendrick Nunn who are getting offered like probably three years, 30 mil from the Knicks, you know, to go there. He turns that down and signs a two year, 10 mil contract with the Lakers because he was a ring chase, you know, like that's how you know the league's going like down a bad direction a little bit when you got young players ring chasing like that. If that's the case, there's only going to be like five relevant teams and all the rest of teams is like, oh, who cares about the Bulls? Because, you know, the Nets or the Lakers or the Bucks are going to be like, granted, the Bucks did the right way, you know, like they drafted and did smart trades. They're not a free agent destination, but the Lakers, like, it's so frustrating because Lakers could be bad and then draft bad like they did. I mean, Ingram's a good pick, but Lonzo, they could have got Jalen Brown. Ingram, they could have got, or not Ingram. Ingram, they could have got Jalen Brown. Lonzo, they could have got Tatum. Like, they had so many opportunities to pick, like, amazing players. Then you missed out on all of them, and they're just bad over and over again. Like, they're bad. And then, boom. I will, like, AD, I will only go to the Lakers. And then you're forced to trade them there, and then, boom, they get a chip. And then everyone ring chases there, you know? Like, it doesn't really take a lot of skill, you know? Like, I mean, it takes skill for the players, but, like, from a team-building standpoint and, like, my personal, like, respect levels for them, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. I think, I mean, it's free agency. You can go where you want to, but I think it's a little weak to ring chase when you're that young, you know? Like, if you, like, like Monk, who knows? He, like, those young players probably had multiple chances to get more money somewhere else and more of an opportunity, too, like... They're not going to be getting the ball a ton like on the Lakers, you know? I don't know. They're not a super team, but they're just kind of annoying for that reason. Um, there's my little rant. Uh, Iguodala going back to the Warriors, solid signing, uh, probably for not that much money. Um, Cantor went back to the Celtics. I mean, Cantor's good for the locker room. Cantor's a funny guy. People like him, but I don't know. I don't want to have a scenario where we're playing Cantor a lot of minutes again, but I guess he's the third center now behind Horford and... Uh, Robert Williams, so I'm not too mad at that. Plus, it's for the minimum, so he can. He's like an elite rebounder, so that's a skill you can always use. Like, I don't know. I think it's okay. Um, let's see any other um relevant signings I could go over real quick before I switch over to the summer league. Noel back to the Knicks for three years, thirty-two mil, solid signing. Oladipo went back to the Heat. He kind of got screwed there, like. I don't know. He's going to get no opportunity. I'll, I want to be surprised that Oladipo's out of the league in a few years. Like, he's been having bad luck with injuries and teams and getting traded, you know. Um, moving on. Uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. signed with the Hornets for two years, 26 mil. I think that's a pretty good signing. Oubre, like, he had a kind of a down year this last year of the Warriors, but Oubre's still, like, a solid player. Like, 13 mil a year, I would take that. Like, if the Celtics got him for that much, I'd be like, okay, respect, you know, like, Granted, we're trying to keep our cap space open, but, you know. Uh, Chris Paul signs a four-year deal with the Suns for $120 million. And you got to keep in mind, Chris Paul is like 36, about to be 37 right now. But reportedly, the deal, uh, the first two years are guaranteed, but like after that, not really that much of a guarantee in those years, like money-wise. So if that's the case, I don't mind that contract. At first when I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, why would the Suns do that? They're like screwing Booker and those players over. Uh, gonna have to pay Chris Chris Paul 30 mil when he's 40, you know? But if that's the case, you know, you made the finals, you gotta go for it again, so that's solid. Uh, Otto Porter to the Warriors for the minimum deal, I think, or maybe the mid-level. Uh, that's solid. I think Otto Porter can still be a decent player. He just had to off-year, you know, like 
He was on the Magic. He's been on the Wizards. He's been on some crappy teams, you know, the Bulls. Uh, solid. Bobby Portis agreed to a two-year, $9 million, million dollar contract to the Bucks. Uh, Bobby, Bucks legend after those finals, you know, he the fans love him there. I'm happy he's going back. But he kind of got screwed over money-wise. Like, four and a half mil a year for Bobby. He could have, personally, I think he could have got 12 to 15 mil kind of easily. But I think he wanted to go back to the Bucks. Hopefully they're paying big next season. But yeah, uh, Bucks also lost PJ Tucker to, uh, to the Heat and signed Shemi Ojale to replace him. So that's kind of a downgrade. That's kind of a bummer for them. Uh, no, I'll do a few more. Uh, Norman Powell signed a five-year $90 million contract to the Blazers. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they traded Gary Trent Jr. for Norman Powell. Gary Trent Jr. is just as good, way younger, way more potential. I don't know. I think they're trying to make Dame happy, but I don't like that contract a ton. 18 mil a year. I mean, I guess you could trade him if you trade Dame eventually, but you have Norman Powell, McCollum, and Dame all playing together. They're all like 6'3 to like 6'5. I don't really know how that works defensively, you know? Like maybe Powell's your six man, but that's a lot of money for a six man. I don't know. Uh, Julius Randle, four year, $117 million contract extension of the Knicks. Um, that's solid. Randall's really good this past year, like all at NBA level. I think his second team. Uh, that's solid. Uh, I want to be surprised if Randall took a little dip after this next year. Like, obviously, still young, but I think he kind of overperformed this past season. Plus, like in the playoffs, you saw how bad he did. You don't know if teams are going to figure him out or not, but that's solid. I give it like a B. Uh, a few more. Duncan Robinson, five year, $90 million contract with the Heat. I love Duncan Robinson. He's got a great podcast. Uh, shout out the Longshot podcast. Um, you know, he was undrafted. He went to a D3 college before he went to Michigan. Like, you just got to be happy for the guy. He's like, he's a great guy. He's a funny guy. I like his personality. He's like one of the few people on the Heat that like, I actually like, you know. Uh, so, and it's the biggest uh, contract by undrafted player in the history of the NBA. So, props to Duncan for getting the bag. Um, yeah, okay, so I think I covered all the pretty significant signings. Oh, Trey Young, five-year, $207 million extension, getting a crap ton of money. I think uh, Lucas signed the same extension today also, so props to them. Uh, pretty easy decisions there. Um, oh, one last thing, Dennis Schroeder. I think the Celtics are going to sign him. I think he'll either be their backup point guard or he'll start with Smart. Either way, I would love to have Schroeder on the team for like five mil a year. Like that's a steal. Probably be a one-year deal. And Celtics aren't going to win the chip this year. Probably not. It'd be a very, very uh, Cinderella type of season for them to win. Like I think at best they'll be like a four seed, maybe three if everything goes absolutely perfect. But I think they'll realistically Celtics will be like the sixth or fifth seed. Uh, but if they get Schroeder, that just makes them a little better. Maybe they'll win a few more games. And uh, I like that sign if they can get it done. So, uh, moving on to NBA Summer League, uh, today is the third day of games, uh, right now it's about 3.30, the Celtics play at 4, I think they played the, who did they play, um, here I'll have to look it up, uh, the last game they played, they played the Atlanta Hawks, they played, uh, Sharif Cooper and Jalen Johnson, notable names in the Hawks, and, uh, they, they took the dub. Oh, they play the next day. Ooh, so the Celtics play Bull Bull today. That'll be a fun one to watch. Even though the Celtics have many big men, so they might get cooked by them. But uh, yeah, first game so far, they um, 
he looked pretty solid. They won by two, I think. Romeo Langford had about, I think he had like 12 points. He had the game winning three. Um, I think he played okay. Like in the middle of the game, I was like, he was kind of underwhelming for me, but he kind of brought it up towards the end. Like I thought he played decent. Uh, Aaron Neesmith, he played good except for his shooting, but that's the best part of his game. So that'll come around. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, Peyton Pritchard played amazing. He had like 23 or 24 points. He was doing everything. He was cooking Sharif Cooper, breaking his ankles. Uh, he was super solid. I'm I'm excited for Pritchard this next season. I think he'll be really good off the bench for us. Good, like, 7-8, man. Um, who else is on the team? Oh, uh, yeah, Madar. Uh, the Celtics uh, draft and stash from last year, from the 2020 draft, from Israel, he played. Yam, uh, honestly, he looked a little smaller than I expected him to be. I think I think he's like 6'3 or 6'4, but he looked like maybe 6'2, uh, pretty skinny. But Yam played amazing. He came in. I think the Celtics won on a 17 2 run when he came in. He had like 12 points, maybe, and he did everything. He had a couple good steals. Uh, he was doing everything. Yam looked pretty good. I hope they bring him over this year, but at this point, they have a lot of, um, roster spots filled so i wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him till next year especially for the cap space uh flexibility we're trying to maintain um the celtics second round pick from this year's draft this from a few weeks ago uh juhan bagarin from france came over and he was in the game too and i thought he was going to play not that great because he's only 18 um he's pretty like pretty raw prospect like he needs a lot of more work um but he played actually really good. He had a solid jumper. He was super athletic. He was stealing the ball. He had the game, uh, game saving steal, game winning steal, uh, last few seconds. As he liked to put it in his uh, Celtics press conference, he said, I like to defense because he does not know English that well. But uh, that just summarizes his game. He was, he was like, aggressive and he was good. So uh, I was pretty happy with the game. I think obviously i wish that romeo and neesmith would play a little better pritchard amazing yeah like i like what i'm seeing so far i wish there could be a good big man out there to watch too i think uh the guy that celtics just traded for and the chris dunn tristan thompson trade uh, i think his name is bruno fernando he's on the team now and he's a big i think he's like 610 so i'll see him out there in a little bit in 20 minutes uh so hopefully he plays good um other notable games from summer league so far the Pistons played the Thunder the first night. Uh, Josh Giddy versus Cade Cunningham. The number one pick versus the number six pick. Uh, Cunningham looked pretty decent. Giddy played for like five minutes and got hurt. Very first play of the game, he uh, he crossed over and he went down the lane and he dunked it. I was like, oh, dang, dude. And then right after that, he airballed a three. He, I don't know how I feel about him. He looks a little awkward out there, but I guess they drafted him because he's young and he can be really good potentially in the future he just is kind of underdeveloped right now a little bit needs some more work um cunningham looked pretty good he had his first two threes um sadiq bay looked great i wish the Celtics picked him last year he was balling um who else was looking good out there um jalen suggs on the orlando magic the fifth pick in the draft he played yesterday and he was great i don't know why the Raptors passed up on him. I thought that was a no-brainer to pick him at number four, but they picked Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes looked good too, but Suggs looked amazing. Like he was doing everything. He's playing D. 
He was rebounding. He was assisting. He was scoring. He was doing everything. Um, Mobley, he looked all right. I think he looked a little like he isn't as strong as I imagined. Like he got, I think he was like 12, he had like 12 and five. Uh, I don't know if it's teammate, if it's his teammates not getting the ball that well, or if it's just him not really being aggressive enough in the post to get the ball. Cause all of his missed shots were off of rebounds and like stupid little hook shots. Like he wasn't really like getting the ball and backing them up that well. Uh, but it's only one game, so you can't really overreact too much. Um, but Josh Green on the Rockets was looking like a god. He was hitting step backs. He was he was looking James Harden esque out there, like not playmaking wise, but like scoring wise off the dribble. He was looking real good, like real good. Like I thought that Mobley was definitely the first, like the second, or maybe even the first best player in the draft, but. I don't know. I think he could still have a bigger impact for your team, like winning-wise, with his defense and his offense. But Green was looking dang good out there. Like, I don't know if he has another game today or not. Maybe he has one tomorrow, but we'll see. He was looking real good. I think he had like 25 and 8 or something. He was good. Um, other notable players, I think Chris Duarte from out of Oregon on the Pacers played pretty good. Um, I think he had like 14 or something. Um, who else was playing good? Who else? Kaminga's looked pretty good so far for the Warriors. Same thing with Moses Moody. They've both been balling. Both look a lot better than I think people expected. I thought they expected them to be a little bit more raw. Uh, Franz Wagner didn't look that great on the Magic yesterday. Uh, Everyone was saying that was such a great draft pick, but I was kind of lower on him. I thought he should have gone maybe a little bit lower. I don't know. From Just from seeing this, I know it's unfair to judge him off how his brother plays in the NBA, but, you know... um, who else was playing good? Um, oh, Davion Mitchell and the Kings was looking like, you know, his, his nickname, Davion Mitchell, his teammates call him off night. Cause when you're guarded by him, you're having an off night. Uh, and that was true yesterday. He's gay. He was guarding, uh, James book uh, on the Hornets. Who's supposed to be this dynamic combo guard type of guy. Six, three, uh, Davion Mitchell's only six feet tall and he was locking him up. It was truly an off night for him. Uh, he looks real good. I like Davion Mitchell. I'm very high on him. Everyone was slandering the Kings for drafting him because they already have Heald and Fox and Hamburn, which is a little true. But at that point, the draft of the ninth pick, just pick the best player available. And if he's good, like Davion Mitchell looks to be, you just figure out it afterwards. You know, you just pick your best guards. Maybe he's a good six man in the future. You know, maybe you like him more than Halburn. Like, obviously, if I'm the Kings, I'm keeping Fox, probably trading uh, Heald. But. Another good pick. Um, Book Knights looked okay. I think he's had two games so far. Kai Jones has looked okay. That uh, Cam Johnson guy that got drafted by the Nets out of LSU looked really good. He was scoring it up a bunch. He dropped to 27, I think. That was a pretty good steal for them. Um, yeah, those are all my notable um, thoughts on Summer League so far. It's only been two days. Uh, I'll let you guys know in the next one how the Celtics do towards the end of it. I think they got three more games for sure. Maybe if they make the playoffs in the summer league, then they'll have more. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, right now I'm working on a website uh, for the win.com. It isn't up yet, but it should be up pretty soon. Uh, on there, I'm going to have... Uh, so starting this NBA season and NFL season, I'm going to be doing uh, blogs, probably a blog for most Celtics games and probably every Patriot game. For sure, because those are my favorite teams. Uh, 
Then I'll have some more general blogs. Maybe there's a really good game I watch in uh, either league. I'll do a blog on it. Um, if there's any trades or interesting moves, or maybe I'll do little funny thoughts. Um, yeah, I'll have them on there. I want to be consistent with it. I really want to try it out. Also on there, I'll have uh, my podcast linked on there. And maybe in the future, if I have any type of uh, like merch or anything like that, if it really works out good, I'll have it on there. But that should be launching soon. So keep a lookout for ForTheOne.com. I'll post it on my social media um, when I get it up. Right now, I just made a Twitter for ForTheWin the other day. It's uh, just at ForTheWin on Twitter. I got an Instagram at ForTheWin. And uh, yeah, so just keep an eye out for... Uh, many many moves i'm gonna try to make uh maybe i'll make a youtube channel upload the podcast on there maybe do a little videos on there but i'll figure it out so yeah just keep your eye open and uh thanks for tuning in to for the win and supporting me and uh this is hunter signing up